Hello and welcome back to Making an Artist. I'm your host, Shanna Shram, creator, coach, and pottier. And yes, we are back for season two. I'm so excited to be back in the potty saddle. But before we get started with today's guest, I've got several pieces of potty business for you. One, Forward, an online creative coaching group begins January 28th. If you've got a dream and you want to make it a reality, this is the place for you. But there are only three spots left, so get in where you fit in. Visit lifeofthepotty.com backslash forward group coaching to learn more and to register. Two, I am obsessed with journaling as a daily practice and want to share it with you. So I'll be hosting No Wrong Way to Write, an online journaling workshop Saturday, February 22nd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central. To find out more and to register, go to lifeofthepotty.com backslash events. And finally, number three, Emerge, a retreat to honor your highest self, is happening in Three Oaks, Michigan, April 2nd through the 5th. You can visit EmergeRetreat2020.com to check out the itinerary and register for early bird pricing before February 2nd. Also, payment plans are available. To learn more about this event, keep listening because on today's episode, we have interior designer, real estate agent, connector, and Emerge Retreat producer, Megan Pilar. In it, we talk about rejection as redirection, daily practices, and good old-fashioned spiritual awakenings. Enjoy. Cool. So don't go in the red. Um, well, that's that's not for you to worry about. That's for okay. me to notice. Okay. Yeah, notice. I'm driving this bus. Okay. Mm. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Do you want to do this? Yeah. Do you want to do the first podcast of 2020? Oh my I don't god. Even, yeah, I did record last year. You did because I listened to you last but year. But I had to pause because yeah. I was just like not feeling aligned. Yeah. As we say in, my, in the biz. So important. It's so, it's so yeah. important. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone um, okay. in their cars and on their buses and oh trains on their way to their places? Okay. So I'm Megan Pilar. Megan Pilar. And Welcome. What else should I say about myself? Um, what do you want people to know about who you are? Well, I am a lot of things, I That's, guess. I know. This, yeah. is, this is actually kind of like the fun part of this conversation that yeah. I was looking forward to, is you are a slash. Yeah, I You're have slash, slash, slashes. Yeah. Which I think actually a lot of us are. Because, um, I don't know about you, but I hold multitudes of personalities and desires and things I like to do. Absolutely. And so finding places in the world that, like, honor that. Yeah, and I think I struggled with that for a while. Because it was either, like, so, you know, my background is interior design, but I was like, Mm -hmm. but I can't be an interior designer if I'm a realtor, or I can't, you know, and it's always this, and now I'm just embracing it all. So you went to school for interior design? I did. Okay, yeah. where'd you go? Baylor. Baylor, that's in Texas. In Texas. It's in Texas. Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I started, actually started out in Philadelphia. I was at Philadelphia University. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and well, it this, was... He, this is why I love doing I this podcast. I find things about people all the time. <laughs> you didn't time. even know that about Yeah, me. I didn't know you lived in Philadelphia. Yeah, okay. for one year, but it was, I think, when I fell in love with city life. I was mm. like, definitely need to come back to this. Okay. Um, but I went to Texas, followed a boy. So I was there for one year, <gasps> transferred to Baylor, and, you know, it ended up being a great decision because... Really? Yeah. Ultimately. I love that, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what we... We just turn it all into yeah. gold anyway. It works. Creators. You know, it all kind of... It got... It, in, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, okay. So you're in Baylor, mm-hmm. you're, and you what drew you to interior design? 
So I always on okay. So I knew I wanted to do something artsy, and mm-hmm. um, honestly, so I saw. Do you remember Mrs. Doubtfire? Of course I do. Um, so Sally Field was an interior designer in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So she was she like was, a very had it together yeah, mom. Yeah. She was so. And then like Robin Williams was just like, oh, I'm trapped <laughs> in my infancy. I've seen movie hundreds of times. Aww, yeah. So that so was sweet. like, oh, you can be an artist, kind of, and then have this job and uh-huh. like be in the city. Mm-hmm. So that was what. I mean, that seemed like the pivotal... You're like, like that sounds fun. I yeah, get to be creative and be independent right. and, like, have a life that's my own. Because, also, let's mm-hmm. talk about where you're from. Yeah. Yeah, I am from Missouri. Yes, yeah. we both are. Rural Missouri. We are both. And I that really, um, that resonates for me when you talk about, like, having that city independent right. life. Because yeah. that was not something that was represented... Not at all. Not at all. In my, like, sphere growing yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, my parents are both city people um and they were always good about getting me to Kansas City which was our nearest city and going to the ballet and like yeah, but just you grew doing up on a farm. but I was on a farm yeah. yeah and like I went to you know I graduated with 40 people so your parents were weekend city people. they were weekend city people <laughs> they were what we call weekend yeah. warriors <laughs> right well they moved to the country and were like we want this life but then they realized how isolated yes. we were and so I don't know if well, that's they, cool yeah but you know my my brother like thrives in that world so Mm -hmm. he's like totally a rural country boy good old boy yeah so did you guys because you guys lived outside of kansas city right yeah about 45 minutes north and so your parents would they take you in for like what was your artistic experience in the city yeah so museums like we would always go to i'm gonna blank on the museum in kansas city we'd always go there or like the country club plaza which is well everybody's googling the the museum museum (laughs) i know i can't remember the museum right now somebody's Um, yelling it at us yeah Totally. Um, The Kemper Museum, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then the plaza, which is like, just like, it's kind of like an architectural mall outside. Yeah. But like, the plaza is real fun. And then what else? Just like, we would go to the ballet. We always went to the Nutcracker. the ballet. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. So, yeah. And then when I was able to drive, Mm -hmm. I would always be going to the same. Yeah. I was always... Like, God bless my parents mm-hmm. for letting me be 16 and drive myself into, like, the city, like, the yeah. artsy part of the city and take acting classes. Did you ever get lost? I'm sure I did, yeah. but um, I'm pretty sure I never told them that yeah. I did. <laughs> I got lost so many times. I would just be like... I just was... Yeah. I, you know, I was, like, so excited to just be so independent. Yeah. And that they, you know, they signed off on me taking adult classes. Yeah. So I was, like, a 16-year-old teenager in, like, adult acting for whatever I don't know I'm pretty sure my acting teacher had a coke problem looking back on it now (laughs) um bless his heart you know you gotta learn hey you know you know (laughs) school hard knocks whatever but like having that experience Mm -hmm. like coming from some place that's pretty isolated right and doesn't really get exposed to no quote-unquote culture right and then going into the like was your little like sweet brain just exploding I just knew there was yeah I knew there was more and I really was always into art class like I even but there was only I think in high school we had art one and two that's it and that was it (laughs) and my art teacher thank god he was he was actually my art teacher since elementary Uh he like let me do independent study for like two years so I got to do like or three and four, whatever it Right, was. whatever they were, like, yeah. concepting but for you. seriously, sure. like, he just made up a class so I could be part of it. So what, I really was, like, that was awesome. That, that well, that's, like, a champion. Yeah, You know what sure. I mean? It's, like, for somebody sure. that sees something in you as a kid. Yeah. That 
you don't even know to mine. Right. But they do. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, this kid's like interested in beyond art too. Right. She wants right. to do something more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wants to do something more. So what was your medium? Like what are the mediums that you've played in? So I've loved paint. I've mm-hmm. always been like, because I'm not like a, I'm not super like a perfect drawer. No, me neither. Like yeah, I like to that. be messy. And yeah. So paint Same. and just sketching. Like I really like really? just like to sketch. That's still what I'll like go back to. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you were like... And you're in art three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. whatever they're making yeah. it for. And so then you're like, well, I want to go do this in school. Yeah. Like yeah. school, school. And at that time, interior design hadn't quite taken off. So there wasn't like a state school. I think there was one in Kansas that I could have. But I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really want to stay in. Yeah. Like, I want to get out. So you to get out I want to get out. Yeah. I knew that. So... Yeah, ended up in Philadelphia. The only reason I left, partially because of a boy, but also it was like only a design architecture school. I wanted like the big experience. Like comprehensive. Yeah. Like did you want like the college experience yeah. well, and the art experience? Well, not even like like the or... college party experience because uh-huh. I ended up going to a Baptist school. But like... I mean, people party. I know, yeah. people do. <laughs> but I wanted like, I love art history and I wanted to be able to like to take mm, those classes class. and like just have the overall. And I also was kind of like, I wasn't for sure. Is this where I'm going to stay? Like, right. I really thought about switching totally to like psychology for a little bit there. Well, of course. So, because those, I mean, I minored in it. Yeah. Like those two, I majored in theater and minored in psych. And those two, because they're, yeah. you're, that's what you're exploring right. when you're creating is you're diving into the emotional state of whatever or whoever it is that you're wanting to express. Right. And then that's and it's that's so what you're putting on the page. It's just like people. Or, yeah. 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 So I ended up sticking with interior design after that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I just wanted the option. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also like, the other thing too is because when we talk about focuses, I remember the difference between like an MFA and, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. a BA and a, I don't know, what, what's the other part of the degree? Like the more comprehend, like the more focused degree where you didn't take like, a variety of classes. Right. You've really focused in I think on that's like the art, singing yeah. or some shit. Right. There was one in theater too. Yeah. I was just like, and for me that was like, oh, but then I don't get to do like yeah. these other classes that sound interesting to right. me. Right. Yeah. I know at least for our program we had the BA or the BS, which yeah, is science. That's it. And I yeah. did the BS because I wanted to take the science classes too. Like, yeah. I really was. Yeah. And I thought that was a great idea. I've <laughs> been thinking about hindsight being stri- 2020. You know, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think about that, though, because I wanted... I feel like those, in my experience, those uh, kids were looked at a little bit more seriously, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. I was like, but I like theater, but I also like creative writing, yeah. and I also like X, Y, and Z. Right, and I love learning. Right. Like, I wanted to get as much as I could. I knew yeah. it was going to be limited, and... Whatever I could learn, I wanted to learn. Were you the first person in your family to graduate college? No. Actually, both my parents are oh, are both, like, very educated. Well, you know, both have masters. Come and, on. Whoa, yeah. that's yeah. pretty fancy yeah. coming out of a survey. <laughs> no. no lie. I know. Well, they're, they're not from there, so that's why. Oh. Yeah, so that's why. And I was actually born in uh, Lake Tahoe, well, Reno, and then lived in Lake Tahoe, California, oh. and then transplanted at five to Missouri, so... Interesting. I think I always had this, like, the first five years. I knew there was something. Those are your formative years. Right. No wonder you knew something mm-hmm. or you felt something was beyond yeah. what you had experienced. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with... No. I, no. Fuck, I fuck with a farm. Oh, I gosh. love And I love going back now. Like, oh, I, yeah. It's Missouri's like, beautiful. It's so gorgeous. We've talked about Yeah, this. we've talked about this. Nobody understands how beautiful that it's state so is. It's so pretty. Yeah. The Missouri, like, the, conservation the should sponsor this podcast. And, I know. Why don't they... Yeah. <laughs> we should have, like, a song, like, a jingle, like, the Michigan. <laughs> totally. <laughs> 
My dad subscribes to the Missouri Conservationist magazine. I know. Magazine. I remember them from our from our workshop. <laughs> workshop. And I cut out an owl from one of those and put it smack dab in the middle of my vision board. I was like, I fuck with that Missouri owl. I'm pretty sure there's a sunset on my Yes, they're so pretty because it's so yeah. pretty. All the animals and yeah. things and the sounds. like And the hills. Like, people think it's flat. It's no. not at all. No. It's not Kansas. Uh-uh. No offense to Kansas. Like, well, I mean, they're kind of bad. But... <laughs> You're going to lose all your Kansas uh, like, followers. No, because the people that I know in Kansas that are listening to this podcast know exactly what I mean by that. <laughs> and I'm talking politically, not people. Any hooter. Missouri's got its own issues as well. Yeah, it does. Um, Hi, do you like what you're hearing? If so, swing on by patreon.com backslash life of the potty and become a patron. This is a listener-supported podcast, so any amount you can support making an artist with is enough and greatly appreciated. If you can't become a patron right now, please rate, review, and share your favorite episodes so we can keep the conversation going. Thank you and potty. Uh, okay, so you got out. I got out. You um, went to Philly, mm-hmm. ran away with a boy to Texas. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sounds like a country song. Yeah, totally. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your life's a country song. Yeah. All of our lives are country songs. So of what course. happened next? How did you get here? And how so did you, yeah. I was always, I always loved, I had a love for Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then when I was going through design school, like learning all the design history and like yeah. the significance of Chicago and what it has for architecture and, mm-hmm. you know, and then interior design has the merchandise mark. Oh, and yeah. It's like the mecca. There's a ton of interior yeah. design going on here. So so I knew I wanted to come here, uh-huh. and I didn't know how. Um, I love that. Yeah. Because you don't have to know how. I didn't know it's how. It's the desire. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, my senior year, I hence I the other boy, lost, I lost him a while ago. Yeah. I broke up. That was Cut gone. The, trim <laughs> the fat. Surprise, surprise. Smell you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. But six months before I graduated, I met my now husband, mm. Robert, mm. and we both had a love for Chicago. Okay. We had family here, and we had we both had roommates lined up to come to Chicago with us. Uh-huh. Both of them bailed. Oh. And so we were like, what do we do now? Do yeah. We, like, we, we've been together six months. Like, this is crazy. Oh. But we were like, let's just do it. If we're going to, we're either going to break up in Texas or we're going to break up in Chicago. Chicago and we might as well try. Just going to be colder in one yeah. spot. Like- yeah. So we did. And then that was like 13 years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. I, Mm, how interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, no, I want to go to Chicago. And you weren't following a boy that time. No. You were following no. what you wanted. I met, yeah, I was already knew that was going to happen and met him on the path. Okay. Yeah. So then you're here. Mm-hmm. And then what? What happens next? I'm here. I get customer service job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever you had could I'm to like so pay the frustrated rent. because yeah. I had just graduated college and oh my God. could not find a job. Right. And finally did, but it was customer service. I, was a great job. It was with Artist Frame Service. Oh, yeah. So okay. I learned it had all art about in the title. It had art in the title. <laughs> I learned all about framing. I was a buyer to buy like literally the molding. Yes, framing. you had the don't tell your don't tell mom the babysitter's dead job. Yes, you were a buyer. A buyer. Oh, yeah. my God. Which That's sounds so, so fancy. Cool. Yes. It sounds so fancy. Oh yeah. my God. And so I, I did that for a little bit, and then I got an offer from an interior design firm on the North Shore, and so. I was like, I got to do this. Okay. So I took that job, and then the recession happened. Right. Yeah. So we are old enough. We are. To have been in the workforce. Before and that. after, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the recession happened. My I didn't lose my job, but my hours got cut. Right. And interviewed all these different places, like a doctor's office. And I just needed something. Yeah. I just needed People something. just needed rent. Yeah. Just needed. And I found, weirdly enough, a realtor who needed help with her 
business and I that's was that's wild yeah. because in the because I worked in commercial real estate yeah. during the recession it was like the worst time and I mean whole floors were just like leaving yeah. were, I mean there was a countrywide in our building at the time and right. they just like closed up overnight and it was like you suckers yeah like, oh they yeah were, you know they were a big there part was so of it. many yeah. offices like and I saw it and but like she kept me on she kind of mentored me mm-hmm. and I mean I got to see the worst of it so right. I saw, like, I saw it go from, like, when I started, it was okay, and mm-hmm. then it just went down and down and down. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't, I wasn't a realtor, I was just working for a realtor. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Just kind of learning the back end of it. And still interior design. And still interior design. Okay, so, so there's some slashes. Back. That's where slash, the slashes slash. started. Yeah. yeah. And then I got real frustrated with my interior design job. Okay. I was, I don't know, I really started to fall out of love with it because mm. it felt like it was such this privilege thing to be to have an interior designer mm. and that never even in my internship it never set well with me like mm-hmm. I was helping and it's fine people can spend their money on what they want but I just could not stomach like putting in a $50,000 backsplash when that just I'm still gave like, me like bad chills. Yeah, and like, like 50k. That's like a year of college, two years of college. I mean, it's probably my whole entire college because yeah. I went to college yeah, and I'm still pretty I cheap. Was at like, school. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I just and I really felt like the design, like good design is good design. Like right. everybody, it doesn't have to be have, that expensive. Yeah, and inaccessible. Right. So I knew I was like, this is not where I'm wanting to go. Right. It's not, it wasn't investing the, your yeah. energy time because it. Sounds like it went against your values. It was. And maybe it was also like it wasn't the right fit job-wise for me or firm-wise. And so I was also struggling with that. And so I ended up like interviewing for something. I didn't tell my interior design boss, but I told my realtor boss that I was interviewing. Ended up not getting the job, which was was fine because in the end she was like, look, I know how unhappy you are. She teamed up with another uh-huh. realtor and was like, we're going to hire you full time. Okay. So I love this quote. This is not mine. I don't know where it is. Google it. Um, rejection is just redirection. Right. We 100%. love that story. Yeah. Like what a wonderful reframe around not getting something that you want instead of being like, Oh, I'm not good enough. They're wrong or yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's like rejection is just a redirection. Yeah. And so then this woman sees what's happening. Right. And she in turn kind of sounds like she turned into a champion too. Totally. Totally. Okay. And she saw it and knew that I like needed a change and, yeah. and came and so to she, my rescue. And, and so you got full time there. Got full time there. Then I got my license. Okay. And, and I was doing, so I was doing like the back end stuff, but then also started selling on my own. And so that okay. was like a whole new world. And took a while to get, like, that confidence to be, like, who's right. going to trust me? And even though I knew so much, it's just, like, it takes that confidence, you know? I would trust you if if and when <laughs> I decide to okay. buy a home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and have all of, like, I don't, who would I fill the home with? That was the question. Um, you just need Probably, yourself. like, a bunch of, like, people who have been kicked out of their parents' house and be like, come live with me. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, I'm, you should this totally. This is, like, totally want to do in yeah. my, my 60s. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I definitely have a dream of like a commune life. Yes, too. exactly. So that exactly. Into exactly. That life we'll as have well. a potter. We'll have yeah. an herbalist. We'll have yeah. all of it. Everybody donates and yeah. barters. It's just a community. Yeah. Um, you're going to sell me that home. Of course. <laughs> that would be a dream to find your, your my commune. commune. Your commune. <laughs> for my, for my <laughs> sort of cult. Sort of cult. <laughs> I know. We, I love that. I love, I love yeah, that. Yeah. But so what I think is really interesting about what you do as like a real estate agent is that. You are kind of this guide during people's, like, you know, they say that moving or buying a home is, like, one of the top five stressors. 100%. Like, 
you may think it's going to be something that's like, oh, this is so exciting, but it's terrifying yeah, for people. Yeah, it is. I mean, it should be exciting. And that's the part that like, I think I you, want it to be exciting. you lose track of when you're just like bogged down with the stress. So right. you really like being able to guide somebody through that uh-huh. and like helping them to remove some of that stress just because I've seen, you know, at this point, hundreds and hundreds of transactions. Yeah. And so I can help kind of problem solve before it gets that icky and okay you know and just trying to keep it positive because Mm, mm -hmm. you need that but it it is it's there's no doubt about it it's really stressful what is so as somebody who's never Mm -hmm. applied for a home loan or purchased a home uh what's like so hard about it I think it's don't the, you just have I, money and buy it? You you know it's like you're putting well it's like the biggest no. purchase that you're mm, gonna have and so mm, not mm-hmm. only like you're you're hopefully okay. like you're probably paying the same you're paying in rent but yes. you have all this on the line and I think especially our generation since we have seen the crash right like that's kind of what keeps me from yeah. being like super excited about buying a house right we're all worried that like that could happen again I, I knew people yeah. that got it upside down on their mortgages 100%. and stuff yeah yeah you know like and hopefully that's not gonna happen I mean we've we've eliminated all of those really bad lending practices mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. just so much more like protection around that. But obviously there's always going to be ups and downs. Right. Well, so, I mean, that's just the history of yeah. the economy and all that. Which, yeah. You know, so I think it's that, I think it's a lot of like putting in an offer, waiting, having an inspection, waiting. And I always think like the silent times and the, the waiting part causes so much when you don't know what's going on or you there's just not a lot of action. You you assume the worst. So this is this is very, this is like the um, submission process in art, right? Oh, like okay. you submit, yeah. To oh yeah, like oh, get gosh. grant money or to get into I don't know a show or even when you know are mm-hmm. auditioning and like you're like well I think it went okay yeah and then you go home and you're like. I don't know if it went okay, actually. Like, and then you wait and you wait and then they, you know. Yeah, and your mind's just going to the worst In my place. experience, it yeah. was always like some male director that was like, you know, you just don't look right. <laughs> and you're like, I hate you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that now. Yeah. Because that's his shit. But yeah. it's similar time. to like, I remember design projects. Like, you're putting it all, you spend hours and hours, hours. overnight projects. I mean, I just remember staying Effort. Up. Energy. So much. And then you put it all out there. And yeah. if it sucks, like everybody's going to tell you it sucks. <sighs> and it's just, I mean, it's painful, but it helps. I mean, it literally helps you grow too. Because rejection, you know, it, it builds stuff in you. Builds character mm-hmm. is what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the story. Oh. I think so. It's though. never fun. But, but I also, I really believe like, mm-hmm. and this is like, the, you know, the less realtor side of me, but I really think that everything's meant to be. Mm -hmm. And when you find that house and if it's not working out, it's probably not meant to be. And I, Mm. I've seen it over and over where somebody will have this house and it seems so perfect and they, their deal falls apart for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And something comes along that's like the perfect The foundation's cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Right. Right. But then down the road, they find a new place, and it literally is, like, the most perfect place. And I've seen it, like, multiple times. Really? So I think, like, if those bad experiences happen, uh-huh. like, it's okay. Like, you just try again. and Reconfigure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recalibrate yeah. and keep in, do yeah. it again. And it's, I mean, people have so much, when you're selling especially, you have so much personal attachment to that home. Like, you have all the memories. You want everybody to feel that and see that, but mm. it's really hard. When people come through your house and yeah. they're like, eh, this isn't right. And you're like, ooh, that feels personal because right. I've lived here for 15 years. Right. So, it's kind of all those things that make it. You know what I like 
you know what I like about you though is you don't feel like a real estate agent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Right. I love Do you that. get that yeah. a lot? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I... you don't feel like somebody who's trying to like sell me, right, or shill on me, right, or whatever. That sales energy that yeah. I don't love, which I really just don't think works that well. I don't think so either. I don't. And. I think, and I think that whole world is changing. I mean, I just think that we're... I hope so. Yeah. I hope all the worlds are changing. Yeah. I think all the worlds need a big yeah. upheaval and a big change in consciousness. Right. And I think that's what's apparent with what you do. And I would I would also... If I, you can also design the commune as well. Like, yeah. Oh, good. Because <laughs> that's the fun part, Because I feel like you'd be like, Shanna, you like Joel Towns. They're everywhere. Yeah. And I'd be like, great. <laughs> And sparkles. And sp- sparkles. Sparkles. We're staring All at this chandelier, chandelier. Yeah. that I... Um, it looks I, like a unicorn chandelier. It, yeah, I, that's why I bought it. Yeah. Like, um, So I was on a run, and I saw that in the window. And I stopped dead in the run and went inside and bought it. And then, and ran, then ran home, home with, with it. it. Oh yes. My gosh. It's polyurethane. Yeah. So, so it's, it's light. Durable. It's totally durable. Yeah. And yeah. you can... Yeah. I mean, she'll just go anywhere with you. Yeah. Have chandelier will travel. Absolutely. Uh, and it was a delightful purchase, and I, I regret, I do not regret it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Even though you had to run home with it. I did. It was like a big, like, <laughs> flat box, and I'm just like... <laughs> Where have you been designing lately? Anywhere? So, I haven't done a ton of private work, or, mm-hmm. but I have worked with a few, like, homeowners who have bought, and then I've helped them after. I also mm-hmm. feel like I use my design more in like when I'm selling a home. Right, because staging is yeah. a whole thing. So I do like complimentary staging with for all my listings. Ooh. And it's really, that's actually like one of my favorite things. Is, really? And I really try to use, I mean, if I have to rent furniture and things like that, then I do have to add on cost for that. But mm-hmm. I literally try to use everything that they already that have. They have. And then Ooh. I have pillows and then plants and yeah. I bring in all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it's just rearranging and tweaking and decluttering. That's the big... De- everybody loves to declutter yeah. now. Do you have to make your house look like you really don't live there? <laughs> but I think that, like, that's a really natural pairing to be an interior right. designer. Right. I honestly... Location. It's really kind of just the time and, like... It's... I mean, I, it's not that I don't do it. I actually want to... I, I've worked with a interior design friend here mm-hmm. and there and help her. But I've just... It's... I feel like I have to put so much energy into my realtor business mm-hmm. that I, I don't want to be too segmented for that. I so, hear that. Yeah. And I actually feel that and have that's been like resonating for me as a coach lately. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not making anything. Like I'm yeah. not like outputting quote unquote like traditional art. Right. And that's like, how do you reconcile with those two parts? Or I think, you? yeah, I do. I mean, because I feel like I need a creative outlet. Yeah. Otherwise, like the rest of my life is not I get functioning. Right. Yeah. It's an cranky. outlet for me. Yeah. And so I think. I mean, I rearrange my apartment all the time. That's like my <laughs> yeah. favorite activity. You um, have paints too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah I paint and yeah I've been I've been really into art therapy lately. Ooh. Um, kind of a suggestion from Leah. Uh-huh. I'm sure we'll talk about, but uh-huh. yeah, I mean, and that's been really awesome. Just uh-huh. like pastels, yeah. like journaling, but with pastels. Yeah, like uh-huh. yeah, and no, I love to paint, and I love when I actually set it up and paint and like give myself that time and mm-hmm. I think I wish I was a little bit better about about that mm-hmm. yeah 2020 yeah you can I know. be I know I know 2020 it starts now it starts now yeah, I need a paint date I know yeah put it in your I always I, I always tell Clinton like put it in your calendar it really is because when I do it it like I the time just literally disappears and you don't need much time yeah you can do, you can, yeah. you can do it in like 20 minutes yeah like totally you people think like there's this 
I feel like I see this a lot. People think they need a large swath of time yeah. to be creative. And, like, I might not be sitting down, like, writing sketches right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I will – there's a roll of paper right there. And I'll, like, tape it to my floor and just, like, finger paint on it. Yeah. And it, I don't even think it takes a whole 20. Right. I think it's, like, 10 minutes and I feel, like, this huge loosening in my yeah. body. It's so good for you. And and then I feel, like, like really yeah. nice. And yeah. I feel like I made something. Totally. And then I throw it away, which also feels really great. And also making something, I think I've gotten better about this, but making something that's like not like you're making it to make something. Exactly. Like you're You're making making it for process, not product. Right. Which I. And that took me a while to like figure out that. Yeah. Especially coming out of like design school where you're constantly. Oh, everything's about the the product, the end game. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's um, part of like why I'm not outputting right now, like in a, again, like a traditional creative way is because. I'm more interested in this process and I'm more interested in like healing. Right. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> like for sure. I don't know. I like doing a bunch of healing work over here and I'm like, I don't, I can't right now. Yeah. Like when you're in the middle of the healing process, you're like, I can't be showing everybody this stuff right yeah. now. Like this has to be held. Close. I call it like holding on to your baby. Right. Like you wouldn't hand your baby to someone you didn't trust. Right. Right. You know? Like, yeah. you wait till your baby's old enough to fucking walk and <laughs> tell people to fuck off on its own. Yeah. And then you can let then, it go. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so, too. So, and it makes it, it gives you that permission to do it and mm-hmm. just, like, when you feel like it. Well, and I also, to kind of segue into what I was going to, what I want to talk about next is that using your creative energy to create things that go beyond the scope of what we consider perhaps like traditional art, right? right? Not a painting, not like a designed room, but like a designed experience. Right, right. Right? Like totally. I I love writing meditations. Yeah. I love like creating events where it's like, okay, this is like the what I want to help people elicit or yeah. a catalyst in themselves. Right. And you're doing that like yeah. with producing Emerge. I know, yeah. The Which retreat. Wild. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, April 2nd through the 5th. Yes. And then uh, three, no, wait. Two, yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the damn city? Oh, Three Oaks, Michigan. Three Oaks, like, Michigan. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, Three Oaks, Michigan. You know. Emergeretreat2020.com. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about what led you into this space. Okay, so leading me to Emerge. So it really, okay, so I, through all of this, I'm sure it came, it came from childhood, but then design school, Mm -hmm. moving to city, always being really, like, independent, Mm -hmm. I've always had anxiety, like, always. And I don't think I knew how to name it until Mm -hmm. maybe college, and I still didn't really understand. (laughs) I drink through it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was, that was my first few years in Chicago. It's like, oh, this will work. I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's my personality. Which uh, totally like backfires, right? And just and makes then you, you end feel, up more anxious. Yeah, more anxious because alcohol leads Ugh, to more. It's anxiety. a depressant. It totally is like. Yeah. Yeah. We, there should be a class in college about anxiety because I'm sure most people have some. I have a lot of issues about how many classes yeah. were not offered to me, and also yeah. how I was under credit hours my second semester, my senior year, which you can all go read about on my Instagram. <laughs> That's not this episode. So I have a lot of issues with academia. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I just, it's something that it took me a long time. I started to figure out ways to deal with it. First, it was yoga. Mm-hmm. And that was really, I knew if I would do yoga, I would feel better. Right. But I didn't really know why. Uh-huh. And, you know, I still struggled with, with all of it for a long time. And then I think I was un, like, I wasn't, I was just in a kind of a, a stuck point in life. I was 
I was at a company that it was fine. I, my job was okay, but I just, it wasn't feeling 100% right. right. So I think that, that's really challenging when on paper everything yeah. looks okay. Yeah, right. But inside everything is a fucking mess. Yeah, I felt or like. feels a fucking I mess. Felt, I felt like. It was so weird because I felt so lonely, but mm. I had lots of people around mm-hmm. me. And, and I you're knew, married. Yeah, I'm married. You had a whole ass husband. Yeah, and I still, but I just felt like so lost and so mm. lonely. And then mm-hmm. I think it really peaked in like 20, 2018, which was not that long ago. Right. And Feels like it was 45 years I know. ago. I really does. I mean. It so does. So <laughs> I knew I started having to make changes. I started yeah. meditating. Okay. We that love was, that here. That was a big, big thing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And then I met Leah Grace, mm-hmm. who is like become my teacher and is actually going to be part of Emerge. And is your coach, right? And your is my coach, coach. Yeah. yeah. I call her teacher coach. I yeah, know, it's guide. A guide. I like the term guide actually better than coach. I know. Coach is just don't so... Don't tell anybody, but I don't actually like the word coach. I have heard this over and over from yeah. like multiple coaches because it's like... Mm-mm. We're it not, doesn't feel like it, it doesn't. It feels so sportsy. Yeah, I'm not sporty. I'm not sporty I either. I mean, I am. But I, like I mean, I like, I like <laughs> certain sports, but that's not my life. But yeah, I mean, she was my coach or mm-hmm. is my coach. Mm-hmm. So I met her, and it's uh, the Sacred Leadership Program, which before was called the Alignment Program. Okay. And it was really about aligning with yourself and then aligning with your business. Mm, And the more authentic... holistic. Holistic. And the more authentic you are, the more authentic your business is going to be and the people that are attracted to you. And that's why you don't feel like a real estate agent. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Thanks, Leah. I'm sort of in alignment. Yeah. I am in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm not in alignment, I know it. And I know... Mm -hmm. And you really start to learn what feels right, what doesn't feel right. And trusting what feels right. Right. And really, like, relearning your intuition, which I felt like was such a big part of my life when I was a kid. And then it's like, it got evaporated from... What, I don't know, middle school to Fuck, high school to know. college. Yeah. Like, that wasn't something you were supposed mm-hmm. to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I mean, I feel like my, like, what was imparted to me was, like, y- your intuition is, like, frivolity. Yeah. You know, like, you need to be, like, like a man. Right, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, I mean? that's not real. And I'm like, it's just, like, it doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, and now it's, like, literally the most important tool that, yeah. I, that I, I have. Right? Like, yeah. if, if my body is not... Like, if I don't have chills at the sound of something, oh, yeah. I'm know. like, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to think about that then. I don't know if that sounds good. Yeah. And I still do, like, pragmatic due diligence. In fact, that's something that I, like, ask my clients to do about a lot of decisions as well. Yeah. I mean, because I did come from the real estate industry. Yeah. Yeah. And. Well, you you need that. I mean, But both need... of them paired together. Right. It's like, I feel, re- you know, you can feel so much more confident about what you're choosing to do with your yeah. life and with your art or whatever it is you choose. Yeah. And yeah. it feels Again, it feels better inside. Like, mm-hmm. and it starts to, like, just, you know that that's where you're supposed to be going. So was your intuition being like, you gotta do this? Yeah, I mean, so I, I was, when I met Leah, I was, it was such a, she's in Michigan, first right. of all. She was here for, we were at a women's networking event together in an event I've really never gone to again, which is so interesting. But I was, seriously, she'll tell the story, like, yeah. I was drawn to her. She said, like, I yelled at her from across the room, I need to talk to you, like, later. <laughs> And I just knew, and I, I had, I guess I had had a business coach before and mm-hmm. I learned some really great pragmatic things, but it, right. it didn't feel right. It's it wasn't comprehensive. Yeah. And right. so I knew I needed just a better fit for myself. Mm-hmm. He was a great coach. It just wasn't. Yeah. And so I knew that was something I needed and I was really drawn to Leah. And then I literally had my first consultation call with her and I was like, I need to do this. Yeah. And I did. And then it was, I think an eight, eight or nine month program. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the first part was really just breaking down, like, all of all your, your childhood stuff. trauma, like, really digging into, like, what's holding your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and really going to, like, the roots of all of your anxieties and, like, a lot of yeah. just, like, therapy kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, it was, and then we had a, part of that program was you, we had a retreat, mm-hmm. which was a breathwork retreat. Okay. And... Breathwork, like, yeah. is, you know, so breathwork, I know, breath work so breathwork is a process that you go into with, uh, you can do it on, there are some, if you look on YouTube, there are some breathwork practices you can do on your own. The one that I did was with a teacher, with Leah, with a coach, and it's in a group setting, and you basically, with breathing, go into an altered state. Right. And you're digging up child, a lot of childhood trauma, or just trauma that you haven't dealt with, and then bringing it to the surface, mm-hmm. and releasing it. I mean, or just, you know. Being with it. Being with it. Yeah. Stuff that you, a lot of people bring up stuff that they completely forgot. Oh, wow. Um, it's just incredible. Like, I don't know, like, how better, I mean, you literally feel like you leave your body. I mean, uh-huh. it's just this, such a powerful. Yeah. And people, there's all kinds of side effects. You, like, you end up, like, they call it claw hands, mm-hmm. where your fingers are literally, like, clawing in. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally. Because body's responding. Yeah. And, sure. you, and it's, that's when you really, I think for me, that's when I was really, like, this is more, I really believe this. Because mm-hmm. my body, I'm, like, sweating. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's all these side effects. And so once you go through that, you do have to go through this time of, like, dealing with all the shit that has come up, you know. With that, I mean, you want to, if you want to heal anything. Yeah. If you want to, like, truly change yourself or your right. mindset or whatever it is. I don't think you actually have to change yourself. I think you, there's grooves and our neural mm-hmm. networks that we have to rework. Right. And if you want to do any of that, you're going to have to walk through some darkness. Right. Yeah. I mean, darkness is, there's no At least light. I don't know any yeah. other way to there's do no it. There's no light without <laughs> darkness. Like, what was I heard this really good? All of the scars, wait, what is it? Like the scars, the dark scars or something uh-huh. are like what allow the light to come through. Or the scars that you endure mm-hmm. are where the light comes from. Yeah. Like, well, and I, I'm very interested in like accepting darkness mm-hmm. as opposed to like shoving it down right. where it becomes malignant and then it shows up yeah. in other ways where like you're self-destructive or et cetera, right. et cetera, right? You need it. And I mean, instead of being like, hey, this is a dark part of me, mm-hmm. we're going to like, we're going to bring it to the light. We're going to let it, the shame evaporate from it. Mm-hmm. Did that, is that like a big part of the process yeah. as well? Right. I would imagine so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then paired with, like, you really at this point, if you're in this program, like, Leah really wants you, and I needed it to be on, like, a a daily routine. So Mm. figure Mm. out, she calls it your non-negotiables. I love this. Yeah. Daily practices. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 And that just, I mean, that itself, if I, I know we talk about this all the time, Mm -hmm. but if I miss my morning routine, Mm -hmm. like, I just feel so off all day. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different for everybody. I think meditation is a great way to start. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think my daily routine or my morning practice, like, it, it's pretty much the same, but it will shift. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes into journaling, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm into, like... So, it, it, it can change with you, too. I think it's... Yeah, it's incredibly personal. Um, I get real triggered by, like, chaotic starts to the day. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I need to really, like, slowly ebb into my day and, like, wake up, go pee, meditate, <laughs> then make my coffee, yeah. get my journal out, I write in my journal, and then I'm like, okay... Now I can approach everyone right. and not not be a mess on people, right. right? Not like throw my shit on them or whatever it right. is. 
And not going to your phone first thing in the morning. Like, yeah. that was a big one for me is, like, separating. You know, and, my, and I have a very demanding job where yeah. you're, you're on all the time. And, but at the same time, I really come to accept, like, you, there is no emergencies that cannot wait an hour for you to finish your routine. Say that again for everybody that's listening because <laughs> I think this is a really important Yeah, lesson. I mean, there's literally no emergency unless somebody's dying, right? Right. But we're not doctors. Your life I'm is not, a not an emergency. Yeah. Unless someone is bleeding yeah. or there is, like, the earth is literally shaking. Yeah. You are not in an emergency. And honestly, you're probably going to do whatever that emergency is a better service if you actually take the time. To pause. To pause and to do what you need to do. Right. Instead of being reactive. Yeah. Sure. Right. I love that. Yeah. I think that's really helpful, especially for a lot of, especially for, like, a lot of freelancers. I mean, yeah. you are essentially mm-hmm. a freelancer. Yeah, I'm independent. Yeah. yeah. And, like... Because we're there's this, always this sense of like, oh, there's not enough. Or right. if I don't respond fast enough, they're going to find somebody else that'll do it, you know, mm-hmm. half the price and faster. And yeah. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just think. And if that, yeah, they're not, that's not for you then. I mean, I think that's, you. if that's not what you're built around. And they, that's, I'm sure that works for, I know it works for people. And like that's. I, it does it though. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, constantly being in a state where, like, cortisol is sort yeah. of, like, like shooting through your body. Right. Because I have been in that state before. It, 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 yeah. it didn't work for me. Yeah. And no. I don't think it works for people. I don't think so either. Want more potty in your life? Head on over to lifeofthepotty.com and sign up to receive the potty report. It's a super fun newsletter that will keep you knee-deep in potty knowledge and goings-on. We've always got fun things in the works, and you're invited to all of it. So now you don't have cortisol shooting through your body. No, all the time. I don't. That's such a blessing. I know. <laughs> it's so. I can't even remember. I was watching. Oh, uh, what was? Have you seen that movie with um, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver? It's uh, on... No, I refuse to watch it. Oh, okay. It was actually. It was pretty. It was good. I like Noah Bachman. No, there's no problem if you like it. I just don't need to. watch So, but it. there was this. There was a scene where she's. I think she's staying with her mom, and like she wakes up, and her mom is just like jabbering and like it's all this like stress first thing right. in the morning and I literally got anxiety because yeah. I'm like oh my god she needs to do her morning routine before yeah. she <laughs> leave her alone let her, her, let her be rested <laughs> peace so I'm so sensitive now to I not know. having that like quiet space in the morning well they say that like um rushing is like really triggering for empaths yeah which yeah no thank you yeah I don't like it no and I feel just yeah I don't I don't like to be rushed I don't like to be late and I just feel like even today I was like yeah. running late today and it was I could feel myself in the car, like, my blood was pumping. And I was over here like, ooh, good, I get to take a shower before you get here because I just got home from the gym and I smelled like shit. And I was like, I'm going to wash my hair, I'm going to lay on my bed. And that's like an example of, like, all of the shit that we think and that we stress about is mm-hmm. usually not even Well, and you deal. were honest about it yeah. at the top. You're like, oh, no, I'm running late, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And it was just yeah. like, you communicated what was going on. Right. Cool, fine. Yeah. I was working from home today. Yeah. You know, like, I had other things I could do. Totally, yeah. And laying on the couch and eating hummus was one of them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, I think that's what that, that mm-hmm. does. It gives you that time to, like, you get, still, yeah. I mean, you're still going to be triggered. I mean, I'm triggered all the time, but. I mean. But it makes you breathe. Like, I remember, I just took breaths in the car, and I was like, you oh, know what? Good. You know, it's going to be fine. And with, do you think that that is, like, a result in your breath work with Leah, that you, like, know to take that pause? Yeah. That, so that's, like, yeah. a testament to, like, mm-hmm. the work that she does. And just, like, I do, you know, I do yoga every day, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just a home practice for the most part. Perfect. But yeah. it just helps you really connect your breathing, like, with your emotions, and really take that time to, to like, breathe it out. and like. Well, and I like, I like what you just said. You, you kind of 
qualified it as being a home practice, Mm -hmm. but I actually think that's the best kind. Yeah. Is that you're not reliant on someone else to do yoga for you or guide you in it. Mm -hmm. You can do it on your own, which I think makes for a... That what's that's what makes a daily practice sustainable in the long term. Yeah, is you're not having to show up somewhere. You're not having to like pay a shitload of money for it. Um, like meditation, I can yeah. meditate on a bus. Yeah, and I have. Yeah, or a plane yeah. at a beach. I meditated in Iceland in the fucking beach. It was yeah. amazing. Oh my gosh, I yeah. love meditating on a beach. I mean, we need to do more of that. I need to go to a beach more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it does though, and I find myself like I had some stressful situation where. You know, it was at an inspection, and mm-hmm. I somebody was running late, and mm-hmm. everybody was in a huff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go peace out in my car yes. for 10 minutes because I have 10 minutes. Yes. And I literally put on a meditation, yeah. and it was I was 10 times and better. And you would have been fine even if you didn't even have the recording to listen right. to. Like, because right. you ha- you've built totally. up the skill set. Yeah. And, like, just that sense of always being able to be there for yourself, mm-hmm. I think is massive. Yeah. I think it's huge. Yeah, because you're really the only... The longest relationship yeah. you got. The longest relationship. Yeah. And the most important. Most important. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I think so you know, too. Well, and that's what, yeah, that's what Emerge, yeah, so that's what Emerge is about. Yeah. And I think, so after going through this experience with Leah and then doing breath work, we actually ended up doing two different retreats over the nine month mm-hmm. period. Um, and then just a lot of work and really, I mean, I just, I knew once I got into alignment, like this is how life is supposed to be. And yeah. Yeah. Like, so it feels good. It feels good. And you feel like you're the best version of yourself because you, mm-hmm. you are. Because you're operating from that yeah. best, that highest self, that yeah. highest part of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think from that, I really just felt a, like I really wanted to figure out a way to like bring other people to experience that. Like Oprah. Like Oprah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but truly, yeah. like that's, she, if. I listened to that her podcast some and uh, oh yeah me too and I and what I love about what she does is that she's like I like this thing this thing has been transformational for me yeah how can I share it with everybody right and I think that's like part of having a generous spirit right and I think yeah. that that's what's like and so I think it was like how how could I do this because I don't have I'm not a therapist like yeah. I'm not a breathwork expert uh-huh but I know you uh-huh I know Leah uh-huh you know and I know Melissa who's going to be our yoga Instructor. teacher mm-hmm. and you had already like gathered all of the uh tools right that yeah. you needed and I love, I mean, I love picking a space. I so. mean, yeah, you did. You picked a great oh space. Oh, my God, the house <laughs> is so pretty. The yeah. house, you guys, is just incredible yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. And I, I love the beach. So we're not we're not on the beach, but you're close to the water. Yeah. Like, it just, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to. So this was, like, how, how you really inspired me. You'll have to read my email, too. Oh, okay. Because, um... I had this like epiphany. I wanted to do this. It was over. I guess it was spring break, like last spring break. Like I actually went to spring break. <laughs> like we're going to yeah. Daytona yeah, Beach, I know, right? My <laughs> husband and I were in Mexico, which is kind of spring break. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, we're actually on a nude beach, which is a whole different. <laughs> we love to hear. Um, it. That was yeah, and that was a really amazing trip. And I knew I came. I had all of this like messaging of like I want to be able to put these retreats together or to mm-hmm. bring people together. Mm-hmm. And I came back and told you about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this, this sounds like I could do this in the next like five years or mm-hmm. so. And you were like, uh, why? Like, why can't you do it now? Did I say that? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. You oh, were like, man, I'm smart. You were like, girl, like, why did, what are you waiting for? Like, you could do it now. Like, it's why? True, though. Yeah. yeah. So 
that's really like I started to plan it, but then I was like, oh, this is gonna happen because then everything. My mom passed away, yeah, and so that really like kind of took some time away from it, mm-hmm. and but it was also you know just kind of a side note. It was amazing that I had all of this work to be able to deal with that situation. Mm, you I had can't, a good foundation. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine going through that without. <sighs> I mean, I can't. I know what it would be like. Yeah. I would have been, like, even more of a mess. Yeah. So, but, you know, I got through that and, you know, still getting through it. It's, like, a process. Yeah. But I came Wasn't back. That long ago. No, Mm-mm. no. And, but then it all started to fall. Like, I feel like once we started really coming back and planning it, it's mm-hmm. like it all started magically Aligning. coming together. Synchron- the yeah. synchronicity around it was very It was weird. Exciting. Yeah. Even yeah. when we were like, when you and I were like designing the name and yeah. like the colors and. It was like, it was, it was a, I wish you all could have been there, but it yeah. was like a really nice creative, like back and forth right. between the two of us, yeah. which was, that's, that's what's, I mean, it was just creative energy it was. that we were like tossing back to each other and being really conscious and careful and. Oh, you know, like this is this, but I don't think it's quite it that yet, but this is like on the path and like. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that creative process, actually. That was really fun for me because it wasn't fraught. No. There was a there was a delightful lack of fraughtness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're just like sitting on my couch with the dogs. Yeah, yeah. and just having that like really because you know what they say about brainstorming is that a lot of people are afraid to sound wrong, to be wrong. Right. People are afraid to be wrong. Yeah. And I think what we had created in that moment is this place where it was okay to not have the right answer. Right. Or the perfect answer yet mm-hmm. and we just kind of like helped each other get a little bit closer in, at, at each turn right which I thought was like really yeah, exciting it was so fun was. and I keep thinking like it's just going to be transformational yeah I like, think it's so it's going to be something that people can show up to and they're going to walk out yeah feeling different totally and I love like the dynamic of you and Leah like because mm-hmm. you guys are creating this amazing you know experience experience that's like really you know that bringing the two of you together was like that was also like I don't I knew it was going to work, but I was like, what if, what if they're not into it? And you both, like, I felt like when you met on Zoom, yeah, you were yeah. like, it just magically we're, works. We're perfect opposites. Right. But yeah. we're also, like, very similar. Totally. If that makes totally. any sense. So like- I think, like, that whole element of, like, creative and play yeah. and then mixed with, like, while you're trying to, like, you know, kind of dig up some of this stuff, it, yeah. like, gives you, like, this fun and this... It this release. It's not... It doesn't have to be yeah. so serious. I yeah. mean, it's going to be serious, yeah. but... Well, and I think, you know, for somebody that is very much, like, from my own, where do I come, my, where I come from, I come from, like, you know, joy, play, like, mm-hmm. those are very, like, important values for me, mm-hmm. but um, those did not, those came hard won right. in my own life, right? Like, yeah. I've had a therapist for three and a half-ish years, I don't yeah. know, we're, you know, she's she's well-versed in trauma work, yeah, and, and that, you know, that's not... It's just the opposite end of the coin. Right. I mean, we all have some sort Everybody's of Everybody's fucking traumatized. Yeah. I don't care if you have the nicest parents totally. in the world or guardians totally. or whoever the hell they are. Yeah. Like, 100%. We don't walk around here without getting bruised. Right. Because we're, infa- we're we're not perfect. We're and, infallible. And we're taught we are so long to, like, just, you know, work through it, like, ignore well, yeah. it, you know. And I think that, I think, I think what's really exciting about the retreat is that we're going to be working in like tandem to un, un right. pull apart that wiring, yeah. that wiring that doesn't work anymore. Those right. old paradigms, those old stories mm-hmm. of like 
uh, for me, like grind, rise mm. and grind. Yeah. Like, ugh. And yeah. I wasn't like, born to grind. Yeah. Ugh. I was born to dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't born to like just show up and be like completely checked out all yeah. the time. I was born to potty, like, yeah. and have fun. Yeah, and I feel like that instinctually, like, I always knew, and I think my job now is so much fun. Like, working with my clients mm-hmm. is so much fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't always like that for me, though, because I don't think. I mean, first of all, I wasn't being authentically mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. So you're not pulling in the clients yeah, that were... Like, right. Yeah. And you're just like, your work is work. Like, work mm-hmm, should be work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it does not have to be that way. And the more that you, like, love and, like, more honest with yourself, yep. like, you end up connecting with what you're doing better. And, like, work... 100%. Yeah. And it's just like, it's... I love my job now. And I love, you know, I'm on a... A all female team and you know we girls girls oh girls 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 we have big s- group of girls we have so much fun <laughs> we're yeah so what else I will say the other thing about the retreat experience that I I wanted to recreate with this is like and I'm all into being you know I love everybody but I think especially like being around a group of women mm-hmm. and like going through this kind of breakdown mm-hmm. and like build up together yeah is, you're like likely people are going to make like friends for life from this retreat and the like, you know, women and femme identified and all of that, like, there's a similarity of experience there Mm -hmm. that I think can create for, like, a quick cohesion and a sense of safety. Right. Um, At least that's what speaks for me sometimes. Yeah. uh, Is, like, you know, some of the trauma we've experienced has been at the hands of, unfortunately, of Mm -hmm. men. Yeah. And so when you're in, like, a space like that where you're going to dive into your trauma, uh, you might need folks around you that are of similar right right yeah. and you especially when you're doing the breath work I, mm-hmm. you like literally feel this connective consciousness that mm-hmm. comes together mm-hmm. and you it's almost like you can feel the pain of the other women not I know that sounds scary mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it helps you like acknowledge your own pain too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't feel alone no and you it's okay to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. everybody's being vulnerable and, yeah yeah Ah, yes. Because everybody... Yeah, it's like that's... It becomes the culture of the space. Right. And then you can take that and be vulnerable in your real life. I think I remember that. I remember when I went on a retreat and I had the whole ass awakening and I was like, whoa. And then I remember the retreat leader coming up to me and being like, you need to learn how to be in the woods how you are. Or you need to learn how to be in your life how you are in the woods. Yeah. And I was like, what? (laughs) And then... I went back to my life and my life was really chaotic at the time Mm -hmm. and it was a really like rough Mm re-entry but then there was something that happened like post retreat that could not be you can't unknow what you know right right oh yeah so so like in the like the months that followed I was like this really doesn't fit like (laughs) like like it was like being in a way too tight pair of pants yeah and and then it created a huge shift. Yeah. And I think it it's, it's changed my life forever. A hundred percent. Forever and ever. It's that like giving yourself that space. Because even mm. if like even if like I'm sure a lot of people have had the experience of you go on a vacation mm-hmm. or like a honeymoon mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you come back and you're like, I can't work at that job. Right. I can't be friends with this person. There's something that changes in that time, just that space. But like adding a retreat on that when you're purposely doing that work, mm-hmm. it literally just clears the block so you can come back to your life and figure out really what is working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. And, and feel confident in that yeah, decision too. Right. 
Because that was the thing that came... I mean, it took a, a little bit after that retreat, but what ultimately ended up happening is I was like, what I'm doing now is yeah. not working and I have to And you're making it. a decision like based out of love. Absolutely. Leah and I, I was not a basing it. I was yeah. not making a decision from fear. I was like, mm-hmm. I actually, I, I, I like need to love myself more. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I need to like leave what I'm doing now yeah. and switch gears. Yeah. And it's like, you know. Yeah. It's a, what, um, like, uh, there's this meme of like what people think a spiritual awakening is. And it's like this like glowy angel, like looking perfect and quaffed. And then like what it really is. And it's like this like <laughs> totally fucked up, like bare, like with this like, like burnt clothes and shit. And it's like, yeah, that's what it looks like yeah. for a little bit sometimes. Takes, you gotta get through the dark. You gotta get through the shadows to like yeah. come out. Yeah. But then you then you're like then you experience joy at a deeper level. You though. do. At least I feel like I do. I do too. Yeah. yeah. And you just see like more beauty in things. That sounds so cheesy. I don't care. You know a- what? <laughs> Fuck that. All right. Fuck that critic that just said that. God bless him. I love I know. him too. I know. Um, we yeah. love the whole person. But like that we have taken things that it's it's trite because it's true, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like the sunset is fucking beautiful. Oh my god! Because it still is still one of my favorite things to like. And go people and look still at. write poetry about yeah. it. And you can you can this inner cynic can come in and be like, that's not cool. Yeah. But you know what I say to cool? I say cool will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Being cool will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Because why are why are we spirit. supposed to? I mean, you know, early humans that was that was their entertainment, the sunset, the yeah. nature, you know, nature. And I would just have sex all the time. Like, <laughs> if I was like, if there was no Netflix, no yeah. cell phone, oh, yeah, that's all. if this was like 300 BC or whatever, I would just be boning. And then you could like, totally do that and now, then I would like, dude. I would paint it on the walls yeah. with like the crushed berries or whatever it is they did back Show then. all your fear. Yeah. I would favorite positions. Straight up, you can tell, tell my mom I said that. <laughs> Hope she's I love listening. it. I love it. Does, she, does your mom listen to the podcast? I don't know. Oh, hi, I don't mom. know. Hi, Vic. Vic. What's up, Vic? Thanks. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so on the internet, I'm um, at properties slash Megan. Okay. Um, but you know, I just Google Megan Pilar is my mm-hmm. Instagram. We will link to your Instagram yeah. for sure. And then in this I'm my Instagram for um, the retreat is in our kaleidoscope. Yep, we will also link to that as well. And yeah, yeah we'll link to the retreat, retreat in itself to the show yeah. notes as well. And there's still like it's actually oh, and we should say that there's yeah, we said that a little bit. Two weeks left for the oh, yeah. early bird pricing and a three part payment plan. Right. So make it mean, accessible. Yeah. So you don't have to pay everything up front. Right. So you can split that payment in three months. And we did. I mean, I think we're getting a lot for this retreat. Like, oh yeah. There's it's a really, lot. And like affordably priced. Totally. And we did a good job with that. Yeah, and it's all inclusive. So people like women can come and just not think about food or yeah. anything. Oh, we have like a great up. chef. Oh yeah, uh, caterer. That's oh yeah, be we have there. a caterer. You're not gonna, you're not yeah. gonna like cook. You get to come and just relax. There's a hot tub, y'all. Yeah, and a hot tub. Will I be in, it in my swimsuit? Duh. Yeah. Dot com. Bring your like, swimsuit. <laughs> oh, that's like one of your rules. That's like totally my. Always bring it's a always bring a swimsuit <laughs> no matter where you go. We need to get I don't like care. a hashtag for Swims- that. Always. Yeah, I know what's like a always swimsuits a- welcome. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But yeah, a- you a- never a- know a- when you're gonna meet a hot tub or it's gonna be seventy degrees on Christmas Day. Hopefully it'll be 70 degrees at our retreat because there's also like, we're in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I not. I mean, we can so. cut this out, but I might have to run around naked a little bit. Hey, <laughs> perfect place to do it. Perfect place. In the night. Please don't cut In the out. night, like a vampire. <laughs> like I'll just be like, or like a witch. Every, I'll just moon bathe. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We sure. can maybe do a little secret room bathing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. See what people we'll are into. Every, every, oh, consensual only, of course. Totally. Oh, of yeah. course. Everybody gets of to course. do their own thing. Um, thank you so much for being a oh, guest. Thank you this for having me. I love your podcast. Thank so. you. I'm glad to be Thanks. part of it's, it. I'm glad it's back. Me We're going to be back um, every month with a new guest artist. Cool. And uh, thanks for listening. You have to say potty, though. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Potty. potty. There you go. Well, that's it, folks. Episode music by Linen Bone at soundandpatternsmusic.com. Podcast art by Jessica Savage. Editing and mixing by yours truly. And to find out more, visit lifeofthepotty.com. Thanks for listening. And as my dad would say, talk at you later.